Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Digital Dialogue. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Scott. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. In the next few episodes, we're going to take you through the process of developing a website based on the perspectives of the various departments here at Yelling Mule. So to start off, we're going to meet with Mike, our VP of Sales. Hey guys. Hey Mike, Hi. what's going on? I'm much hanging in there. How about yeah. you guys? Good, good. Good. Yeah, thanks for making time to sit down with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're going to start off. So I guess our first question is, closing a sale is obviously the end goal for you. Can you take us through how you make that happen? Of course, yeah. My favorite topic, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so really, there's all different ways you can close. And what I've found most successful, uh, really, we can start with is really the assumptive close. And this is good for old leads, someone that may have reached out and expressed interest a year or so ago, or just an old lead that somehow drum up again. And I found even when the scheduling part of the sale process, so you know, someone inquires, reaches out to you, and you're looking to schedule an initial meeting, whether it be an in-person meeting, phone meeting, uh, you really want to assume the interest. If you don't assume the interest, you're playing a guessing game on whether they're interested. And that's a big no-no is essentially you're asking someone, are you interested? And I'm sure you guys can guess that probably leads to a what? A no. So uh, that's where it comes down to is assuming the interest. And I'll give you an example. So when I'm reaching out to someone, I'm not going to say, hey, are you still interested in doing some digital marketing or any social ads? I'm going to say, I'm going to bring up the pain points. I'm going to say, I noticed in the past you had struggled to bring leads in. Here's what we could do for you. We can schedule a, med uh, a meeting for XYZ and go right into the forced close. And, you know, that brings me right into giving options. Uh, it's another huge important part of the closing process. And uh, giving options really dictates the answer that you want. Uh, so that's another thing where you, if you leave it up in the air, it's it's going to lead to an answer that's not successful for you. So the option close really gives you the opportunity to have them pick one of the answers that you're dictating. Uh, once again, that can go right with the scheduling. So if I wanted to get in front of someone and get them in person here to the office so I have a better chance of closing them, I'm going to ask them based off their schedule. Now, I have some openings Thursday or Friday. Now, which would be better for you? Uh, but giving them the option, it dictates the answer that you want. Uh, could they still say no? Of course they could. But then, you know, you're going to use your rebuttal and your training to try to overcome it and maybe bring up some pain points to get them talking about why they inquired in the first place. Uh, so those are two very crucial parts of it. The assumptive close, assuming their interest, and the option close, really giving them choices that, you know, you're dictating by getting the answer you want. Uh, another one that I've heard other people in the industry and other people in sales in general really had some success with, excuse me, success with, is the suggestion close. Uh, that's one I've always struggled with in the past, but uh, it's, it, it can work well, and I find it works well when you have more of a relationship already built with that customer, uh, because it kind of leaves it open-ended where it could go to a direction that you didn't want it to go. Uh, but if you have a good relationship, good rapport built with the customer, it can really be beneficial in that sense because they're going to trust your opinion if you already have that relationship there. Uh, so that can be something like, can I make a suggestion? It sounds like you're really struggling with SEO for your site and you can go right into your pitch. Uh, so can I make a suggestion? Technically, we could say, no, I don't, want, I don't want your suggestion. But the odds are if you already have a relationship and they you know, view you as an expert opinion, that's not going to be the direction it goes. Uh, so that's important is if you're going to go with that direction that you got to make sure that you have a relationship so the, co the conversation doesn't go off the rails. Uh, and the, you know, the last close that I've heard that works well and that I've had some experience with is 
having, and it's pretty simple, having urgency with your clothes. And this works well, you know, across multiple different industries. Uh, if there's a certain promotion you're running, uh, if it's towards the end of the year, and you know our industry, it's huge. People need to finish off the last of their budget towards the end of the year uh, before the new budgets come out for the next year, and they may have some extra left over that they need to spend. Uh, you can really hammer home those points by creating an urgency. You know, if you're calling around the holiday season, yeah, I was just reaching out. I obviously, I know a lot of companies such as yourself are trying to finish off their marketing budgets for the year. Now's the, definitely the best time to take advantage of uh, before you know potential price increases or you know new technologies come out in the new year where things could be more costly and uh, that creating an urgency with your clothes can really 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 maybe get them to pull the trigger on you know whatever service you're offering uh, and it can come off as a little tacky you know we're running this special right now now's the best time to take advantage of but there's different subtle ways that like we had just mentioned you know mentioning marketing budgets uh, obviously every company in, in the world essentially has price increases at some point so those are things where you can that you can use to create the urgency uh, but if I were to sum up all these closes the most important thing to take out of it is uh, giving options avoiding yes or no questions because uh, a yes or no question is more than likely going to lead to a no because people are guarded. They know they're going to have to spend money, but they may not want to do it right away. So creating options that you are providing those choices and it's going to lead to a path that you want and really having urgency at the same time. Awesome, Mike. Thanks for those insights. Those are amazing. I had a little stat for you, actually. According to Propeller, 8% of all salespeople make 80% of their company sales. And we were talking about that before the show started. Um, do you have any other specific tips to help you through the selling process? Like any interesting tidbits you could give us besides just the uh, four different closing options? Yeah, I mean, nope. You just need to know how to close. No, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. There's a lot that goes to it. And one of the things I'm really trying to develop is building a rapport with the customer and a relationship with them. Uh, that's one of the things I'm trying to improve on in my personal skill set. Uh, but also identifying the decision maker, you know, there's a lot of gatekeepers. It could be a, a marketing assistant, it could be a secretary, it could be literally anybody that's doing the initial research for the product that you're offering. Uh, so it's really getting through those gates. And I think a lot of people make the mistake of, you know, finding out someone's title and overlooking it. And, you know, you can come across as almost rude in that sense. Yeah, so absolutely. it may take multiple meetings. Uh, you may want to do a good job presenting to that initial person because you may not even get to speak to that other person unless they relay a positive message about their initial meeting with you. So, you know, yes, you do want to identify the decision maker, but you don't want to, you know, burn any bridges with the initial person you met with just because you feel that they're maybe not important enough to make a decision. So uh, I treat each and every pitch I have and each and every meeting uh, the same way, regardless of who I'm speaking to. But it is definitely important to understand who the decision maker is so that you can make sure that you're having a meeting with that person or, you know, make a suggestion to the initial person you're speaking with. Yeah, I think it would be good if we uh, set up a meeting with the owner of your company so that way he can see the value of, uh, you know, redoing the website or doing social ads. So uh, it's having the awareness to know who you're supposed to be uh, talking with as far as a decision maker, but doing a good job no matter who you're on the phone with or in a meeting with. Very true. Um, okay, so let's say the hard part's over. You've closed the mm -hmm. sale. <laughs> what is your role now with the client as they begin the web design process with the rest of the team here? Uh, that, that's a great question. Uh, but, you know, I just go pour myself a drink and call it a day. <laughs> no, but uh, obviously it's crucial to the other parts of the process. Uh, you know, a good team is going to have good communication throughout each step and really cohesiveness from each department to the next. And my role after the after the deal is closed is to not only have a good introduction to the next phase, but 
typically we would uh, obviously on our end we would do a discovery meeting uh, so any stakeholders uh, as far as the client would come in for a meeting uh, to lay out the project from start to finish uh, so my job in that sense is to a yes introduce everyone uh, really cover you know what the agreement had so what they chose what features they get you know when it comes to web design uh, how many templates they have how many pages so that way everything is very transparent as far as what the client agreed to purchase uh, what they are getting so there's no you know expectations that are off so they may be thinking they're getting something that wasn't in the agreement so making sure you know it's a clear-cut communication from each department so everybody understands the project from start to finish uh, and I also just you know from my own standpoint it, it helps me to see you know what the other department department's roles are in this process because it helps me learn on my end you know I may take something from the account manager and how they manage each client that we have and that may be something I bring up in my sales pitch so I can say you know uh, we have a great project management tool, Monday.com, that we're using that really uh, lays out the, a great foundation for communication throughout the process. So that gives me another selling point uh, for my part of the process, and I think it's really good just for each department to understand what the others do. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Yeah, yeah thank you, Mike. It was awesome. My, my pleasure. I have to be coming on again soon, I hope. Uh, Absolutely. We'll, we'll definitely have you on again. All right. Sounds yeah. good. All right, thanks. Thanks, thank guys. Thank you.